Uh, oh, it's good to be back. I missed you guys. Lovely. <laughs> Doctor No. Doctor No. Doctor No. Why Doctor No? Yeah, why why was he called Doctor No? He never said no. <laughs> oh, wow. Did he never say no? <laughs> I, I bet he did. <laughs> <laughs> well, I picked Doctor No. Um, and it was partly because we had so much fun discussing Star Wars. Um, and I thought it would be fun to uh, to go for another like massive blockbuster. Yeah. Um, but uh, maybe a massive blockbuster that we tend to only think these days about like sequels and about the discussion around it. And you kind of forget where the things came from. And I thought this would be a, a good opportunity to... Uh, yeah, to, to take a look at a, an important piece of film history, which is James Bond, 007. Hmm. Besides which, I know that Wilf <laughs> likes these. Um, <laughs> oh, we can't pander to Wilf. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, we don't normally, do we? <laughs> I don't think Wilf wanted Pink Narcissus, so we've got to throw him a bone now and then. <laughs> if you'll excuse the expression. Um, we, <laughs> what, what do we think? What do we think? Do we like it? Ooh. Who's um... first? I'll go first. I'm so excited. Uh, yeah, I liked it. <laughs> yeah. Heck yeah, I liked it. I thought it was great. Um, I've not seen very many of the Sean Connery Bonds, and now I want to see them all. Was it Brilliant. just Sean Connery that you liked, or was it the film? No, it was just Sean Connery. Okay. Yeah, could take or leave the film, but my God, Sean, what a man. <laughs> what about Honey Rider? Honey Rider was good as well. Do you know, I did enjoy the film I as a whole. Uh, it wouldn't be the same without John Connery, though. I don't, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't, couldn't speak for it if I would enjoy it as much. Mm. He wasn't there. So, what did you guys think? I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was decent. I think I've seen it before, or at least seen parts mm. of it. Um, I've watched it with you, Claire. Oh, I've definitely seen it all before <laughs> then. Um, I remembered parts of it, and I was like, "Oh, is this one of these films that I've seen on a Sunday afternoon, <laughs> like dozing, or like I don't know, in parts?" Um, yeah, good. Good film. Awesome. Fernando? Um, yeah, I guess you're right in saying that it is like the new films, except not new. I can see that this is the origin of 007. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know what I thought of it. Um, I might have oh. liked it. I might have not liked it. I'm not Interesting. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, do you do you like the? You're, you're a fan of the the Bond movies. I think I remember um, us talking about it. At yeah, some point. no, I, I think I'm not a fan of James Bond, or at least uh-huh. not the films. Uh, but I did like Casino Royale. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Cool. So perhaps you're seeing this with sort of fresh eyes. Um, not not a big fan. No, in fact, well, the only James Bond films that I've watched are the, the new ones with Daniel Craig. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so this is, uh, yeah, you'll have noticed some some similarities, but maybe a lot of differences as well. Hmm. Yes. Back to basics a bit here. (laughs) Well, I should say I like this film. Um, I don't think it's the greatest film ever. I don't think it's the greatest series ever, but um, (laughs) it's it's fun and it's, um, it's a cool spy film. There's lots of cool spy stuff. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it's kind of exciting and 
it's not exactly cerebral, but there's like an interesting thread, interesting story running through it with a bit I'm of mystery. I'm not sure I know what was going on at any point. Ah. Oh, we'll see if we can piece it together. Did, Good idea. did you know what was going on, Claire? I think so. Fernando, did you follow the story? Uh, well, they were trying to um, save some science project from probably NASA, uh, from some yeah. space agency. And they went to the laboratory. Uh, and I'm not sure what they were doing in the laboratory. I'm not sure how the laboratory connected to Mm. <laughs> yeah, okay. to NASA, but then they were doing something there. Mm. And then yep. the villain got defeated. He did. You see, so I'm glad I asked this because that <laughs> this has always been a problem for me with James Bond films, is they have like fairly complex plots, but they don't really dwell on them. They just sort of be like, oh, Bond, there's somebody with this code number who lives in this city and these two people have been murdered. And this last one, we don't know where he's from, but he's on an island and there's 15 different government agencies that need to know something. And then it's just like car chases and like (laughs) sexy girls for another half an hour. And then they throw another load of random names and stuff at you. (laughs) I, I've always felt like they were they were never that good at communicating the story. I think I followed this one. Um maybe Claire can help us out. Um oh sorry, mm-hmm. Laura, did you did you follow it? Um I think I followed it until they were at the lab and then I lost a bit of track of what they were doing and what Dr. Noel was up to and yeah. how him turning the I mean I know he just dis- destroyed the lab before they could send the rocket mm. the radio the uranium? Oh, is it uranium? I don't really know. What was he doing? <laughs> you sound like one of the screenwriters. <laughs> so, Claire, yeah, help us out. Throw what, him what? in there. He'll be like a pit bull. <laughs> Have him go back. I don't know. If I, if we don't, who cares? <laughs> exactly. What what happened in this film, Claire? <laughs> okay, so there's a spy called James Bond. Um, yeah, with you so far. Okay, and... <laughs> There's another spy in Jamaica, an agent, and they've disappeared, but we think they were onto something. Um, and so James Bond goes out to find out what's happened and uh, lots of car chases happen. And then he gets to the island where Dr. No's based and stops him from triggering his big radio beam that's powered by uranium that's going to disrupt the rocket launch. A radio beam, something like that. Some, I don't know. Some, like, uh, it would be like a blocker or something now to stop communication or somehow prevent the rocket launch. Yeah. Don't second guess yourself, Claire. They did say radio beam, and the <laughs> fact that radio. I don't think that is an appropriate <laughs> yeah. term is not yeah. your fault. Yeah, I think <laughs> he stopped the science that Doctor No was going to use to stop the rocket launch. Yeah. That there was science. <laughs> um, exactly. So Dr. No did the science, wanted to mess up the US rocket launch, which was sending a thing up to the moon. Um, and what was unclear to me is why Dr. No was trying to do this. <laughs> maybe he was shorting the, st- the, yeah, the stocks in mm, New York maybe. stock market. Yeah. Nice. What, oh, did did they say that? No. Hello, but maybe Laura. he was doing that. Um, I think it was just a show of power, was it not? He wanted like the world to be scared of Spectre. Yeah, what did he say? He had some motivation for 
oh, it's a revenge something something. Yeah, so he was a member of Spectre, the Special Executive for Counterintelligence, Terrorism, Revenge, and Extortion. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe he wanted the Russians to go to the moon first. Well, he said explicitly that he was not working with the East, right? Well, well, that's what they all say. That's what you would say if you're working for the Russians. (laughs) Spectre don't work for anyone except themselves. Is that not the point? I think that's the idea. That they just they're self funded and they just want to uh, do what they want because they're rich and can <laughs> and yeah. they're inherently evil. Yeah, out of counterintelligence, terrorism, revenge, and extortion, on- only one of those I think actually gets you money, right? Yes. Um, so yeah, maybe these are all just a bunch of people who are already independently wealthy and are just yeah, Love just that. pooling their resources to yeah. do some cool stuff. Let's put revenge explicitly in the title of our organisation. <laughs> yeah. You say cool stuff; it has to be evil as well because yeah, most of those cool, things evil listed stuff. are evil. <laughs> yeah. So genuinely here we're kind of taking the piss but was was the idea that he was just sort of tripping on power and just wanted to to be intimidating and cool i think so because mm. that would explain a lot um yeah i don't think they ever explicitly give you any other motivation remind me what the rocket launch was it was just a nasa rocket launch from cape canaveral just to any to to the to moon the moon i think yeah i think they're Maybe sending a probe he's... to the moon Maybe we could fill out a bit of his motivation. Okay. okay. Oh, let's Maybe work on it. he's a flat earther. He's a flat earther. <laughs> and he doesn't want people to know that the Earth's spherical, so he doesn't want things going into space that can take photos of the Earth. So he's not really a flat earther then, is he? He's a... No, but he makes money from other oh, people believing in yeah. flat Earth. He's a podcaster, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's got his own Spotify podcast. And like... Classic <laughs> podcaster. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that would make some sense. That's one yeah. theory. Any other theories? Um, maybe, he... <laughs> maybe he thinks the moon's made of cheese and he's got lots of stock in cheese. Yeah, oh, cheese yeah. Oh, that's great. And doesn't like want that. an endless source of cheese. I would sell my stocks in the cheese. Yeah. Well, what do we know about it? We know that he spent, he had $10 million, to, which is, to you and me, quite a lot of money, but I think if you want to like build a secret base inside a volcano and disrupt NASA launches, it actually probably doesn't go all that far. And he spent a tenth of it on one aquarium tank. This makes me think he cares a lot about fish. (laughs) Hmm. This is a good point. Maybe his radio beam was powered by fish oil. And radiation. Yes, yes. I, you know, it makes sense to me. You're either a sea or a space guy, not both. <laughs> He's like, why are we investing our money going to space? Yes, we've got the deep sea trenches to be exploring. We could find oh. all sorts of new fish here. Yeah, it's ideological. I like it. I think there's something in that. Yeah, so he's anti-moon. <laughs> he's so anti-moon. Oh, I can see it. He. He did have a sense of uh, style, didn't he? I loved his fortress. Mm. Oh, mm. it was really beautiful. Cool. What a, I mean, it looked like a five-star hotel. 
Yeah, I would love to be kept prisoner there. Me too. I was thinking that. I think, oh, nice few days there, just rest. Yeah. You know, I drink my drugged coffee to get off for a nice, solid <laughs> yeah. sleep. <laughs> you drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> so I'm going to point out t- two or three uh, fairly ridiculous decisions that he made. And I wonder if we can do Dr. the no sort made. of... That Dr. No made. Mm. And I wonder if we if we can do the sort of uncynical sacred text thing where we come up with a reason that that was actually <laughs> okay. did actually make sense in the context of the film. Um, one is him drugging the coffee. <laughs> the two of them were utterly at his mercy. They were completely his prisoners. He had arrested them um, and could have done like he had 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 handcuffed them. He could have done anything he wanted. He had them hosed down and then showed them through to a five-star hotel, only then to secretly drug their coffee. Well, let's have some breakfast. How can you eat at a time like this? Because I'm hungry. We don't know when we'll get the chance to eat again. Yeah, take this. What did he need to drug their coffee from? What, what did he need to do that required them to be knocked out? <laughs> And why couldn't he just, like, force-feed them the pill or shoot a dart at their neck or something? What was the the, the necessary... Yeah, they, they literally just woke up and then he came and got them. <laughs> yeah. Like there was... well, we saw him standing over one of them in bed, right? Right. Yes. But what? <laughs> but we know that James Bond's resourceful, don't we? We need to, we need to extinguish that risk for yeah, the next again... 12 hours. By drugging the coffee? <laughs> what if he hadn't drunk the coffee? <laughs> I wouldn't have drunk the coffee. I would never. No, there's no way I would have drunk that coffee. Well, I don't drink coffee, so. Um, but then yeah. at the end, at the same time, maybe I would have done because I'd have figured, well, it's not like they're going to have drugged the coffee. <laughs> what would be the point? They could have done anything they wanted. Um, <laughs> just, just throwing that out there. Um, an- another one. Um, James Bond had not been killed by the the lackey he sent to pick him up in the car with a gun. Mm. And so he came up, he hatched a new plot, a foolproof, airtight hit that can't possibly go wrong, which is to give give a geologist a tarantula in a cage and encourage the geologist to uh, leave the tarantula in James Bond's room. (laughs) <laughs> with the sure knowledge that it will definitely bite James Bond and James Bond will definitely die from the venom and that there's yeah, no, you... no chance that the tarantula would just leave through one of the windows <laughs> or just hide in a cupboard or that James Bond would see it and hit it with a shoe. Um, <laughs> oh, is that what happened? Yeah, <laughs> I had to watch that bit for Claire. Um, I don't oh, like do you spiders. not like spiders? No. Oh, God, the two of you, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah you'd think that it would be very handy if there was one of us that was okay with them, but no, yeah. it's quite a lot of work for us. <laughs> um, yeah, tarantulas aren't venomous either, so... Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I guess we could say, like, well, maybe this is a, a special tarantula that he did something with. Um, but yeah, they're, Radioactive. They're yeah. completely harmless to humans. <laughs> Oh, maybe he could have turned them into Superman, like Spider-Man James Bond or something. Oh, <laughs> Spider-Man James Bond. Whoa, 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 whoa. They never, I said, did they say explicitly then that he, he wanted to 
poison or um, James Bond because he maybe he wanted to scare him to death. That was a plan. No. <laughs> it would have worked on me. I'd have got the hell off that island. <laughs> I'd have been like, fuck this, I'm going back to England. Whereas... <laughs> I, by the way, loved that scene. I laughed out loud because when the tarantula's like crawling up his arm, he's just so still and calm and collected. And he's just, you you see the fear in his eyes, but he's just watching the tarantula creep up his arm. And then it's the second the tarantula's on the pillow, he flails himself out of bed. Like, and you could just, the noise he would have made, you can just picture it being like, Whoa! <laughs> Yes, Michael I really a, identified with that. Michael does a really cool good scare that I've just seen a spider noise. Oh god. So yeah, and that would have been me as well, like leaping out of bed and screaming and like smacking this thing with my shoe and going, die, 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 oh my god. I'd have woken up the whole island. So apparently Sean Connery is terrified of spiders, so they had to get a stuntman to do the arm bits. And he yeah, said that, that so I scene can tell was like this. the worst scene he'd ever filmed, or like, you know, one of the worst. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So the worst alone. scene Sean Connery has ever filmed. <laughs> I don't think that was it. I think that I'm should be a category <laughs> of the Oscars. Um, yeah, so it, I was I was figuring out how they did the effects for it, so we could see there were some shots where it was just someone's arm, and it, mm. we didn't see his face. And the ones where we could see him, the spider was kind of moving in a way that made it clear it wasn't actually on his arm. Right? There was like a like a a piece of glass or something. Would you have let a spider, a tarantula, um, crawl up your arm? No. So this Not is the even other if thing. you Presum- were paid. <laughs> I think for so. a film. I think they're quite oh, cute for a film. Oh dear. Yeah, I mean, there is an amount of money they could pay me to do that. That amount is probably more than three hundred pounds. <laughs> If they were to give me a hundred pounds, I would do it. Yeah, okay. Or even fifty pounds, or even a coffee from Starbucks. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, not scared of spiders. Yeah. I am scared, but it's just a spider. Yeah, okay. They are harmless. They are they're harmless. Like, they're like bees. Yeah, well, bees aren't harmless. Bees but can sting nice. you, they're and like it really hurts. Dogs. They're fluffy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it didn't actually freak me out too much watching it this time. I remember really cringing at that scene before. There was something about the way it was sort of, yeah, furry like a cuddly toy or something. Oh. It wasn't so bad. Oh. Um, no, I don't know. Oh, worst cuddly toy ever. Yeah, I, I mean, don't get me a cuddly tarantula for Christmas. But um, I kind of hate that tarantulas exist. Do you get them in Mexico? Big spiders? Yes, I've only seen seen a tarantula once. Uh oh. But yes, okay. there are tarantulas in Mexico. Oh, was it, it like in your house? It was in the garden, yes. Uh, oh. Oh. Fuck that. Nope. That's, that's <laughs> another country off the list of places I'm willing to visit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, sorry, Fernando. The Christmas visit is cancelled. <laughs> yeah, you, 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 you can come to us. <laughs> okay. do something about the tarantulas, I am... Um, uh, 
because they're really sensitive as well, aren't they? You like when they're filming them and stuff, they have to be really careful because, like, if they fall from a yeah. meter mm. high, they just die. Yes, yeah. they're very easy to kill. Yes, like eggshells. Thank God. <laughs> oh yeah, I think Sean Connery probably did the job there when he bashed it with a shoe for a full five minutes. <laughs> yeah, that would have been me though. I've definitely like hit a spider several times after it's clearly dead. Spiteful. Um, I don't feel good about it, but sometimes I just really need to be sure. Yeah, why do we think he did that? Maybe he was just punishing the geologist. Maybe the geologist was afraid of spiders. Oh, yeah. And he didn't really want to kill Bond at this point. He wants <laughs> Bond to get to the island to see if he can do it. Oh, that's a point, isn't it? Yeah, he, he, he like talks to Bond about how he could have had him killed, but he just wants to. Yeah. He wants him to join Spectre. You persist in trying to provoke me, Mr. Bond. I could have had you killed in the swamp. And why didn't you? I thought you less stupid. Usually when a man gets in my way. But you were different. You cost me time, money, effort. You damaged my organization and my pride. I was curious to see what kind of a man you were. I thought there might even be a place for you with Spectre. And I'm flattered. I prefer the revenge department. Of course, my first job would be finding the man who killed Strangways and Quarrel. Unfortunately, I misjudged you. You are just a stupid policeman. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was just a threat. It was was a horse's head in his bed. Oh, a tarantula in his his bedroom. (laughs) I'm looking at the the Wikipedia plot summary. It does say, under strict instructions, Dent attempts to have Bond killed with a tarantula. However, Bond kills the spider. Yeah. I think you should update Wikipedia to see. (laughs) (laughs) Under strict instructions, Dent places a tarantula in Bond's room for reasons unknown. (laughs) Clearly uh, not an attempt on Bond's life mm-hmm. because tarantulas are not venomous. Um did we solve the coffee one? I don't I don't, I don't think we <laughs> I don't think we did. I, I think he just wanted to make sure he kept Bond around until the the launch and I mean he was in a windowless concrete room. I know, but it's Bond, isn't it? Like he had Yeah, but then he put him in that room with an air shaft. Yeah, but that was electrified with tension. So, um, should have put more coffee. Maybe he did leave some coffee in that room as well. Well, Bond's like, I'm not falling that one twice. He splashed him on his head pretty hard. I'm sure he was pretty unconscious. All the guest bedrooms have drugged coffee. It's just a courtesy of this hotel. (laughs) It's like a sleeping pill. Yeah. (laughs) You know, rich people. It's quite good. Uh, I I like the, the, the fact that it's coffee that, like, famously keeps you awake um doing the exact Mm. opposite of what it's meant to maybe he just didn't think things through (laughs) he's a busy guy he's he's he lives on this you know he lives in a uranium mine it does (laughs) seem like a stupid he's got no hands hands. he lives in a mine he loves fish yeah I mean i'd have loved to live there but also i wouldn't have used it to like kidnap people and mess with nasa rockets (laughs) <laughs> well, to each their own, that's what I say. I'd have used it for, like, really cool parties. I mean, he probably did have cool parties. He's, why do you think he's got so many guest bedrooms? Mm. 
<laughs> for his prisoners. <laughs> yeah, it's just not clear what his motivations was. And we'll never find out because Bond drowned him in the boiling hot radioactive water or whatever. Yeah, that was ableist. I think I'd have done it. <laughs> I think that, that guy needed I meant the to die. Film. The film was being ableist. Oh, sorry, the film eights, I didn't hear ableist. Ah. Um, yeah, okay, right. Talk, us, talk, talk to us about that. Just the fact when you've got... Uh, okay, so they've highlighted his disability. Yeah, he talks missing his arms. He's missing his... Is he missing his arms? Or oh, just sorry, his hands. His hands. <laughs> his hands, which he's replaced with metal hands. Yeah. And just that shot at the end where Bonds tipped him in, and he clearly could have gotten out if he had hands. But they show yeah. him just scabbling at the pole, unable mm. to get the grip on... Just felt a bit... They're, you know, almost mocking him for, for yeah. having metal hands. It was hands. like a narrative punishment for losing his yes. hands, wasn't it? yeah. Very nice use of the word narrative punishment. Yeah, thank you. Mm. Um, Do you know yeah, how he lost it. his hands? Did we, yeah, did we learn how he lost his hands? Yeah, it was from radiation poisoning. Oh. <laughs> oh, it was. oh, he did say that, yeah. So that's yeah. his own fault then, anyway, for dabbling. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So maybe he deserved narrative punishment for his mm. narrative misdeeds. Yeah, I think it's the it's the fact that some, someone who's lost their hands, you, you do tend to feel unconditional uh, sympathy for them, right? Like, whatever happened, even if they did something kind of stupid, you kind of think, well, they didn't really... It, it is still a shame they lost their hands. Um if it had been like he'd been dragged, it, what you want is something like uh, in the Mummy, where uh, Benny gets mm. crushed to death in the temple because of his greed, because he's trying to drag a huge sack full of stolen gold with him, and that slows him down too much, and he dies. You want something like that for Doctor No, right? Yeah, like he sinks to the bottom because of his, um, you know, electric hyper shoes that are too heavy that he uses for spying on people or whatever. And if only he hadn't done that. But yeah, also he lost his hands by fucking around with the uh, nuclear material that he was using to try and sabotage rockets. So. Uh, it's just in context. If we take it out of context, then that's very different. <laughs> it's just a shot, the shot of his hands. It's just unnecessary. Well, if he lost his hands for his greed for science, then he was too greedy, isn't he? There's nothing wrong with not knowing things. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can see what you mean. I, I I, thought about that when I was watching it. I wondered if you'd mentioned something like uh, n- Not specifically that shot, but um, the this, this guy's evil, so we'll make him deformed. Mm. Uh, some, it's something that comes up a lot um, and is probably not very helpful. Yeah. I I also hate the implication that people with disabilities somehow deserve it and that you know he's injured mm. because he's he deserved it and the yeah. only time you see someone represented with a disability is when it's their own fault which is <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I I'm going to well. say most of the time that's not the case. Going to go. Yep. Go bold. Except for Odin who doesn't have an eye because he traded for wisdom and he's a god. Wow. I'd trade an eye for wisdom. Yeah, one eye. I don't think Preferably I would. The left. I like my eyes. I think about being wise, though. Imagine if you were wise. That would be terrible. <laughs> I live in my own ignorant little bubble at the moment. <laughs> I don't know anything. Should... I don't need to know anything. <laughs> <laughs> at least once you'd made the trade, you'd know if it was the right choice. 
You should have wisdom to tell you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you'd be there at Disney World being like, this sucks. Oh, man. I wish I had my eye back. <laughs> I wish I wasn't wise. <laughs> I want to go back. It's already a struggle for me. You can just imagine. The 3D rays are ruined because I don't have any depth perception. <laughs> and because I now have taste. <laughs> I reckon Odin would hate Disneyland. Another bold statement I'm going to make. Yeah. Um, I want to ask, and I'm not sure about the answer to this, um, on the topic of um, like narrative punishment. (laughs) Were were the foreigners all villains, and the English people all good? No, no, because the English no, were quite. foreigners. The ah, Germans were in Jamaica. Yeah, yeah. Most <laughs> some of the were any of the Jamaicans all right? Quarrel, yeah. Quarrel was all right, wasn't he? Yeah, he was good in the end. He was he Jamaican. It's hard to say, isn't it? The... I think he was Amer. Was he American? He sounded like he was American. Yeah, but I don't know if that was just like bad casting. Commander Strangways, he then takes samples of all the islands. Suppose we start checking the nearest ones first. No, no. Grab keys the one I'm interested in. I didn't take the commander there. We got away without trouble. It don't do for a man to tempt providence too often. You see, there's a dragon. I thought his end was also bad. Bad yeah. ending for Quarrel. Like, poor Quarrel. He didn't want to go to that island. He said, I don't yeah, want to tempt I providence felt bad twice. For Quarrel. But it was the dragon that killed him, wasn't it? That yeah. Was... That was so sad. And they barely dealt with that. You know, we're, we're not meant to care, really. No, he's a red shirt, isn't he? Oh, he, he had a red shirt on. Again. He literally had a red shirt on, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I, I was sad that he died. And I, yeah, it yeah, it felt a bit like he was a sort of sacrificial lamb character yeah. um, just to have someone that we kind of like but we're not too invested in mm-hmm. just to show that it's dangerous here. Yeah. So Quarrel gets killed. They built him up a bit, but it, yeah, it didn't feel like enough. I don't know what I didn't like about that, though, because, you know. It was a pretty horrible death. Mm. Yeah, but... I found him to be one of the more sympathetic characters. Yeah. And Not Honey Rider? <laughs> Honey Rider as well. But, like, can you imagine if Honey Rider had gotten burned to death by the dragon? Right? We'd have been, like, devastated. Um, everyone no. would be like, fuck that. I'm not going to see that in the cinema again. Um, do you think? Well, that's just racism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, possibly. I think there's there's something in that, right? Like, there's it, what what are these characters here for? And my mm. fear is that Quarrel was there to be a goodish sort of bloke who gets killed. Yeah. And Honey Rider was there to be a a, a beautiful, helpless maiden who can be mm. rescued. Um, so if if she had died, it would have been this narrative disaster that like would have ruined the whole film. Um, but it's okay for him to die because you know he was just, just. Yes, some he was dude. there to die. No, 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 no. Yeah. Maybe Quarrel was Jesus, just like Jesus. He was born to die. Oh, <laughs> nice. nice. That's what it felt like, right? <laughs> um, but we, he was like never mentioned again. Mentioned once. Bond mentions him at the table, along with Strang. I mean, he's just lumped in with who's the guy who died? The spy who died at the beginning. Oh yeah, Strangways. Strangways. Yeah. Well, he's like you know. Something about Str- he mentions Strangway and Quarrel's death, and then that's it. We don't hear about him yeah. again ever. I wanted him to like push him off into the boiling water at the end and be like, "This was for Quarrel." <laughs> 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 hmm? 
Carl was my friend. But, alas, <laughs> he was my friend. We didn't so look don't. after him very well. <laughs> I was too busy <laughs> with this lady. <laughs> I kept telling him there wasn't a dragon. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, so while while we've got into that, you you talked about racism in the film, and I I've got a few notes on that, mm. or at least race stuff, because it occurs to me I always want to be like cautious with just like leaping into a film, and be like that's racist, that's racist, you're racist, he's racist, this film sucks. Um, they took the decision to set this film in colonial Jamaica. Mm-hmm. And I think if you've got a film set in colonial Jamaica, you have to say, like, colonial Jamaica was a certain way. It was a very, like, racist society. The whole setup was pretty, pretty terrible. Given that it was in, in, uh, in colonial Jamaica, did the film treat the non-white characters fairly, is my question. No. No. You're right. They're either all villains or they were sacrificial lambs. And they wrote them in. I just did got a sense that they'd just written them poorly. Yeah. Like the dialogue, so it didn't feel natural. It felt like a white person has written this. Yeah, okay. Um, But yeah, I don't know that for sure. But yeah, go on. What what makes you ask that? What did you think? Um, So all the way through it, there were things that make you think, oh, that's a bit weird. Um, All all of the Jamaicans were essentially servants. That that was the role that they were playing. Quarrel was there, and you know, Quarrel is a nice bloke. We liked him, but Bond and whoever the other guy was just just ordered him around. Just the, the guy from the CIA. It's a Quarrel. Go and close the door. Um, Quarrel, get her. Bring the camera over here. Get her, Quarrel, and the camera. She being a nuisance to you? Huh? You want for me to get rid of her? No. Just ring the gleaner and find out if you send a photographer here tonight, will you? Okay. Second time, nothing's come out. Give her her arm back. Um, quarrel hold it, keep her hand there quarrel let her hand go um, not like he was uh, a compatriot or a friend oh, you're um, right. but just like he was like their servant and again I'm, I'm trying to be cautious here because colonial Jamaica was like that right there was the ruling class of British people and the like subservient class of black Jamaicans and at the very least, like that, they weren't horrible to him. Um, was this just a depiction of reality? And I, I think that's not quite good enough for me because I think, as you say, we don't really have any of the. It's really the white characters and Doctor No are the main characters, the the important characters that we really care about, that we are led to care about, and everyone else is somehow kind of expendable. And we don't really give a shit about them. Is that fair? Mm-hmm. Also, I, you just can't present that without critique. I think you know. Mm. So I don't. The film is not saying let's look at let's look at this through any kind of lens, even if it is depicting reality. It's mm. no, it's not giving us any moral pause. Yeah, it's just accepting it as just you know. It's that's that's what's uncomfortable now. Yeah, um, and, and so I'm trying to think like, given that at the time that was just the state of the world. Um, should we, to avoid the the ever present trap of presentism, um, <laughs> sh- should we give them a 
you know, a, a bit of a pass there. Should because... we give racism a pass, Michael? <laughs> I mean, like, we could insist that every film that was made in the first 60 years of the 20th century had a heavy-handed anti-colonialist message. But we don't insist that because we know colonialism was just a part of life. No, there but were we can... some films that tackled that, but there were other films that just existed in that world. Um, but we can call those ones racist. Can we call those ones racist? They were inherently racist. Oh, they're representing racist ideas without, yeah, as Laura says, they're not condemning it or anything. They're accepting this racist treatment and just presenting it as expected and normal that the the racism's implicit, isn't it? If you're you're just representing that without comment it's because Hmm. you don't feel like comment's necessary because you think it's acceptable yeah so i guess that's why you're using the the word inherently um they're just just built from a racist foundation yeah yeah i mean you can you can accept that we can but you know there's perfectly valid i think to critique that and then say but it's it's of its that you know look at the context it was written in and built in that's why it's like that we understand that but we can still yeah say that that's because of these it was built in this racist society and it is implicitly and inherently racist that sounds reasonable doesn't that hmm. yeah we're not yeah. saying they're any worse than their peers but we're saying that them and their peers mm. held racist views yeah. yeah so we could say almost all films that came out of the six in the early 60s were racist but yeah. this was not particularly racist by comparison. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm happy with yeah. that. Um, how could we have uh, how could we have spruced it up a bit? How could we have improved things? I think well, a good start would have not been having like very obviously like ethnically European actors playing Asian characters. Oh, I didn't even notice that. That's a good basic start. Yeah, I noticed that. Doctor yeah. No just had sort of eye makeup on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice. Mm. Um, I think things like that would help. <laughs> yeah. You would, I suppose, have it not be written entirely by, and you know, presumably directed or production team white people. So you. Yeah, there's there's lots of I think structural things you could do to improve that and get different perspectives on board so that you could re- represent those perspectives truthfully, yeah, and not just make assumptions and tell stories that aren't yours to tell. But but I suppose a part of that would be giving your black characters agency and you know depth and not just use them as disposable plot devices. Yeah, so this could have been the first the first film in the Quarrel series, right? Yeah. Well, Quarrel does reappear. Or Quarrel Junior comes up later on, doesn't he? Seriously? Hmm. I think so. No way. I can't remember. I again, I don't. That's nice. I don't remember much about. Um, you know that way you've just seen bits of Bond films. Yeah. Uh, film with it. Live and Let Die. Bond teams up with Quarrel's presumed son, Quarrel Junior. Yes. Um, I have a question <laughs> about this film. In oh, yeah. relation to another film, yeah, that we might have seen. Um, so it's very clearly the inspiration for Austin Powers, yeah, um, Doctor Evil and Doctor No, yeah. How how well do we think that works as a as a parody of this film? Is it superb? Isn't it? Um, oh, I haven't seen it in a long time. 
In fact, so I did notice watching Doctor No this time. This is the first time I've seen it, having seen Austin Powers. Doctor No's first line when he's on screen is, One million dollars! <laughs> One million dollars, Mr. Bond. You were wondering what it cost. As a matter of fact, I was. <laughs> and that's got to be deliberate. Um, yeah, I think they, they play off this very well because it's all about the sort of weird 1960s filmmaking um yeah the first austin powers film if if you've not seen it is is well worth a watch as a parody of this quite yeah. quite clever a lot of the stuff they do um went a bit wrong in the second and the third films but yeah i think it, it very nicely captures the the lack of motivation for Dr. <laughs> <Yes>. Evil. <laughs> he just wants to do evil stuff and he doesn't really care about any of the money or anything. One million dollars. And does a lot about the womanising spy who is meant to be really <laughs> suave and cool and all the women swoon over him, but he's just completely laughable and pathetic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it Having, yeah, as as you were saying, Michael, having gone back and watched it in re- like recently. Yeah. Um is is a very good parody, I think. Yeah. The other parody I'd mention would be uh Help, the Beatles yeah. film. <laughs> oh, which I've alluded which... to as well. <laughs> um yes, exactly. Yeah, it's so what what did they they do even end up going to I think it's not Jamaica, but the Bahamas, yeah. where they're being hunted down by this shady organisation, um, and again, they end up sneaking into their secret lair, and yeah, one of them gets caught in a cage that's electrified with high tension, um, <laughs> and a lot of the same kind of yeah car chases around cliff tops and all that kind of stuff. It's good. Uh, what what do we think about um, about the central character then, James Bond? He's not very. Well, I don't like him. Hmm. No, he's not a likable man. No, no why but not? People do he's love terrible him, man. Don't they? Well, I love him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think Laura's <laughs> captured the general view on it, right? <laughs> so, firstly, why is he terrible, and secondly, why do you love him? Um. Well, he's arrogant. He's yeah. kind of a rapist. I mean, <laughs> kind of a rapist. You know, is he kind of a rapist? I mean, he he's happy to deceive women into sex. He's happy to push them over and, you know, just grab them. Very gropey. Gropey man. <laughs> he was a little yeah. gropey, wasn't he? Yeah. Touch gropey. Aggressive. I would say very sexually aggressive. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we can definitely say sexually aggressive. Yeah. Like, he just... Yeah. Um, but also, he's just so charismatic, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. He's just such a charismatic man. Um, I love his dress sense i loved it when he was wearing his sky blue cotton romper that was that beautiful was that look. romper i thought that was uh, no i suppose that was a two-piece wasn't it so it was but you know three-quarter lengths and a polo neck it was uh, excellent oh, not a polo neck a polo shirt yeah beautiful i'm pretty yeah. sure in another film he is in a romper <laughs> so no, that sounds great romper um oh yeah does... goldfinger goldfinger onesie look it up also sky blue. They, love, they love putting him in sky blue cotton. <laughs> it's just timeless though, isn't it? Yeah. The, old, the old sky blue. <laughs> I'm wearing a sky blue romper right now. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so we 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 kind of hate him, but it's hard not to like him at the same time, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. What did you think of him, Fernando? Did you think he was handsome? I thought he was handsome. Um, yes, that's my opinion of him. That's my whole <laughs> opinion of him. <laughs> yeah, that's the main thing he's got going for him. What happened with Sean Connery? He did not age well in that sense. I think he aged wonderfully. He just didn't age into a handsome man. No, he <laughs> aged into a, a bit of a clown, right? A very cute. Yeah, he thought, I'm, fuck it, I'm just going to do comedy now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like, I'm just going to do shit, silly films. <laughs> I can only assume he just loves being an actor. Yeah. Because he, he really, I assume he didn't need the money for any of these later films. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, the man's been James Bond, like this, the most iconic character in cinema he's like yes I think I'll play King Arthur <laughs> you're like haggis <laughs> I'll be the Spaniard <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been one of those before this, this sounds great <laughs> no hablé espanol I won't have to do the accent will I <laughs> no I won't be doing that <laughs> It's great. Um, it's so weird because I grew up with him old. Like I never saw any of his James Bonds until very recently. Oh, so really? I'd only seen him in Indiana Jones, The League of Extraordinary yeah. Gentlemen, and like maybe a couple other things. But like I knew uh, him as an old man, and then so the, watching this is still really weird. I don't really put them together. <laughs> that's it. There's there's some disconnect where mm. he, he looks like this as Bond, and then he looks really old in all of his other films. <laughs> and I don't know where that line is. I've never seen. The missing link, Sean Connery, where he's sort of <laughs> half each one. Um, yeah. Hmm. I think he did, it's just a snap thing, because I've seen... What's the Robin Hood one he's in? It's like Robin Hood and Maid Marian what? or something. <laughs> he, he... Hello. <laughs> I highly he recommend Robin it, Hood. by the way. <laughs> yeah. He plays Robin Hood, does he? It's 1976. Yeah. But he's still old in it. <laughs> Like that's he just not... aged in binary. In ten, yeah. <laughs> He's like a sim. He just turned into an old person. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, he's not I fully grey in it, but like he's got, he's just, his face just became old. Wow. Yeah. Robin he didn't and Marion, young that's in this, called. did he? No, he must have been like, what, 40, 45 or something? Must have been. Don't know. Yeah. I would guess 45. He's definitely oh my twice the age of any of the women he slept with. He was 31. <laughs> no, he wasn't 31. This is what it's saying. That's hilarious. I can't believe that. I'm 31. I'm not as old as James Bond in this film. My God. Wow. <laughs> Maybe people just looked older in the 60s. Yes, yeah, so it was all smoking, I suppose, eh? Yeah, I guess. Oh, were they ever oh, not smoking? Oh, vodka as well. Vodka and that cigarettes. was a quality scene. <laughs> yes. Where? Oh, where he realizes it's poison, and he just pulls out another one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that Absolute was, classic. That might be my favorite scene from the whole film. Yeah. <laughs> also, I can't believe he just killed the geologist. Like he was about to yeah. tell you everything. <laughs> yeah. He was literally like, well, you'll never live to find out, so I may as well tell you everything. And then he was just like, no, I'll find it, I'll find it later. <laughs> that would be too easy. <laughs> Especially when he's established that he doesn't have any bullets left. 
<laughs> this man is not a threat. He is horrible. I, yeah. Killing him is now inappropriate. This He's a is, professor. <laughs> I thought that, again, this is one of the reasons I hate him. Oh, it's <laughs> just that, murdering left, right that, and centre. That was just murder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not... he did this other one where he made a big point of being like, I did it because I had to, honey. <laughs> when he'd like strangled the guy under the water. Um, I was like, oh, it's just when you have to then, is it? Not like when you don't really like the look of someone. Not just, I'm not in a listening mood right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, at the end, they jump into a boat and there's two people already in the boat. But they don't yeah. put up a fight. He, he literally just them kills out. them. Yeah. Immediately kills them. when they're. That was so good. They could all just go together. He's like, no, that's going to get in the way of my... Uh... Mm, he's got plans for that boat. <laughs> yeah. This looks like a... Uh... Oh, so much of the writing as well was just, and then another hot woman turns up. <laughs> yes. It's, um, has the feeling of like, uh, I think that there's a term for it, right? We just, you're a writer and you just write things that you wish would happen to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it reminded yeah. me of, um, Patrick Stewart in that episode of Extras. It was like, and then in the next scene of this uh, thing I wrote, the, then another three naked ladies come in and they, they try to cover themselves up, but it's too late. I've seen everything. Go <laughs> on to the next page. <laughs> yeah. uh, it is like that. There was a scene with um, Honey... What was her name? Honey Rider. Honey, Honey Rider was her Honey name. Honey Rider, wonderful. What's your name? Ryder. Ryder what? Honey Ryder. What's so funny about it? Nothing. It's a very pretty name. It was like when they were sitting together in the trees, it really reminded me of that time machine scene. Um, oh. Where she was literally like, is there a woman in your life? Do you remember that <laughs> yes, scene I thought with her? What was her name? And she's like, are there women in London? So, uh, Weena, yeah. Weena, oh God. They've just written a Weena. I mean, she was like Weena. She's like, I need my shells. <laughs> I'm just here collecting shells. She had the faintest hint of being like a modern independent woman, right? But, Did she? Yeah. So she was doing her own thing. She was getting the shells because she wanted them because she yeah. was like running her own business or whatever. Um and he'd be like, shells at a store in Miami. We to, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a, it's a job, isn't it? Yeah, what a, yeah, you do, mm. you. Um, and, and it's a job that requires her to be in a bikini, lest we forget. Yeah. That, oh, that yeah. is the main well, point. you don't go swimming in your full clothes, do you? <laughs> when faced with having to find a career that would suit this woman that Bond has gone to sleep with, we had to think about what <laughs> jobs would require a bikini. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> couldn't be an accountant or something she travels no. between Miami and Jamaica to get shells <laughs> yep. yeah I mean no what shells are her in <laughs> well even just that one was $50 right so that was a lot of money in the 60s mm, I guess I'm off I, I'm, I'm a big I, I guess some of you guys don't think that uh, that women should be allowed to start enterprises but I thought it was pretty good <laughs> so, so so he would like tell her to to leave your stupid shells and he, she'd be like no damn you I'm taking these fuck off hey, don't bother with those now oh, don't bother are they valuable this one is worth fifty dollars in Miami fifty that she she at least had <laughs> some kind of drive. She wasn't just a complete wet blanket like the girl in um, 
in the the stupid stage play with the goose. Oh, Mary. Bo Peep and. Uh... Oh, was it Mary? Okay. Um, what was it called? The, stu- the one who had to start. Babes in Toyland. Babes in Toyland. <laughs> Uh, she wasn't just a complete waste of space like her. I just um, can't do maths. <laughs> exactly, yeah. The the one that can't do maths. Whereas she's like, that shell right there, that's $50. And there's five shells, so that's like $100. Yeah, and she was, and I think there was something to be said, especially because, remember, this came out in 1962, not 1968. And that was a big difference like the she was kind of sexually liberated in some kind of way that i think was meant to we should see her as being like quite independent and and interesting in that um like she wasn't just like trying to find a husband or whatever well she was raised by a a liberal academic wasn't she so i don't remember now was her dad not a professor of geology or micro Biology no, he was a professor of shells. Marine botany. <laughs> they moved around to wherever there were shells. That's what yeah. she said. I'm quoting her. I haven't got any family. There was only my father and me. You mean you're here all alone? Where did you live before you came to the Caribbean? All over the world. The Philippines, Bali, Hawaii. Just about anywhere there were shells. Professor <laughs> well, of shells. That seems reasonable <laughs> enough. I'm... Um, I do think we should go back to a world where academics have an like just a massive office with a secretary who mm. stops people coming to interrupt you. That I think be, that would be yeah. something we should move towards again. Um, yeah, I I wonder if that never really existed. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, definitely. If they'd like written that to be more realistic, it would have been like he he turned up and like tried buzzing into the building and couldn't quite get in, knocked on his window and he came out and be like, can I talk to you about? And the academic would be like, yes, anything, because I'm in a really boring task at the moment. So just please distract me. I can't write any more grant proposals. Yeah, he'd definitely be in the middle of marking, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah. Should we just, should we get a coffee? Come on, I'll do it. <laughs> Yeah, not Thank working for... for a mysterious person on a another island nearby. Oh, he's in industry now. Is that what it is? <laughs> he left. <laughs> yes. You're going to join a supervillain. Yeah. <laughs> Works well, on uranium. We've all, we've all had colleagues who take the supervillain route, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, go and work for Dr. No or uh, BP or whatever. <laughs> One of the evil organisations. Doctor No backstory. That's that's what it is. <laughs> oh no, Doctor No motivation. Savage. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I liked Honey Rider. I thought she was at least kind of cool, um, but also she wasn't quite. Well, I mean, she mostly just did what she was told. She mostly did what she was told. But in a crisis situation, I would do what I was told. Um, if like I'm just pick getting shells, and then there's a secret agent who's telling me how to avoid getting shot by a machine gun. I don't know if he initially began by coming out trying to woo me with the song. <laughs> mm. In a yeah, you, you know, lose a certain respect for him. 
Underneath the mango tree, my honey and me. Who is that? It's all right. I'm not supposed to be here either. I take it you're not. In that kind of holiday outfit he had going on there. Was, <laughs> yeah, like, so I don't think I trust you. <laughs> <laughs> so you say you're a secret agent? <laughs> um, Claire, I had a note. When, when the last time we watched this... Mm-hmm. Um, which I remember, um, you you said you had trouble with that Calypso song that they're all singing. I had trouble with it. Is it because... Underneath the mango tree, meha. That one. Why did I have trouble? Is it because I can't do the rhythm? You said oh. it was something to do with the rhythm just sort of broke your brain and you couldn't deal with the syncopation or whatever. Yeah, that happens did, quite a lot. Did you have trouble this time? Yeah. Okay. I just I can't do it. Like I can't I can barely count four four. But start <laughs> like yeah, start emphasizing an offbeat and I uh, just yeah <laughs> everything just turns to mush and I can't do anything. Yeah. Can't concentrate on anything else. Shame. Just, just broken. Oh. <laughs> I'd forgotten that. But yeah. <laughs> Symbolism? Symbolism, yeah, we can get some of this, can't we? Um, <laughs> That's the sound of the flute being fetched. <laughs> yay! yay. <laughs> um, it was all about how great the British Empire is. Oh, that's Maybe that's good. not symbolism, yeah. maybe that's just a straight reading. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, I think that is just what the film was. <laughs> yeah. Um, the sort of natural servant classes um, in the the colonies and how they they needed to get someone sent from London to sort the whole thing out. Um, The whole thing that, by the way, was caused by foreigners, don't you know? And Um, even though the Americans were there, they were not able to fix it without the British. Yeah, they just just, like followed orders dumbly. (laughs) Yep. Also, he does know his boat's going to have to get still get towed somewhere at the end. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're causing a... All right, you want to just drift in the ocean then? <laughs> he probably figures he only needs about 15, 20 minutes and then he can work it out, right? <laughs> God. Um, symbolism. I thought I was really onto something with symbolism. This is not oh, really symbolism. let's hear it. Because it um, didn't pan out into anything. <laughs> but <laughs> Honey well, Raider... could there have been? Was when she was talking to him, she was describing her sort of backstory. When she talks about getting revenge on that man um, who'd like raped her, and she said that she'd put a mm. black widow into his room, like a black mm. widow spider. Mm. And then she says, a female, and they're the worst. There was this man who owned the place where we were living. He let me stay on for a while without paying. Then one night he came up to my room. Well, you know. I scratched his face, and then... But he was stronger than I was. And what happened after that? I put a black widow spider underneath his mosquito net. A female, and they're the worst. It took him a whole week to die. 
I thought this was like That's totally great. setting her up to be a traitor. That she was going <gasps> to no be the way. Black Widow and like, oh, female. Women, eh? Women are the worst. They can never <laughs> trust them. They're poisonous. Um, great, <laughs> good twist. I mean, that's the sort of twist they do all the time, right? That the, the mm. women that they fancy and are, they think they're protecting turns out they're yeah. evil. Um, or at least yeah, that would have been good. That's what happens in Indiana Jones. That, but yeah, I think that's no, that's good. To nothing. Missed symbolism, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> yeah. I would argue that that is not symbolism. It's just a fact of real life. <laughs> <laughs> we have a kin- kindred relationship with poisonous spiders. <laughs> No, it, even if she didn't turn out to be evil, though, that's still good symbolism. Like she, she is the Black Widow. Mm. She's the, she looks tiny and in, insignificant or whatever, but she's, <laughs> yeah, she's got she's got a bite. Mm. Shame they forgot that immediately. <laughs> yeah, shame she never really showed that. Yeah, again, just need one little. Maybe I'm looking for box ticking or whatever, but maybe if she'd rescued him. Yeah. After he'd been thrown in the dungeon or whatever. I don't know. Well, yeah, what was her... Why did he have her chained in that... God, Dr. No was really just doing whatever. <laughs> yeah, he was making he it up as he went along. her handcuffed by her hands and feet, but yeah. lying down on the floor in a sort of dungeon, dark, dank, dungeony room. So the, <laughs> yeah. the prisoners have two options. We've got the luxury suites. That's for before <laughs> dinner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was so stressed because I looked at the clock and there was only three minutes left when he went in and saved her and I was like how are they going to wrap this up and get time for the credits in three minutes (laughs) but he just bashes his way out kills two blokes and they're in the boat home dry (laughs) we're nearly at the end of the sixth reel I don't have time to negotiate (laughs) Um, yeah I've got some other symbolism yeah um so, remember at the beginning when they're talking about his gun? Mm. The Beretta. Mm. And the gun guy, is it Q? I don't know if it's someone else. It's like, belongs in a cute. lady's handbag. And they have to mm. persuade him to get a manlier gun. Yeah. Um, he p- gives has to give M the gun, the Beretta. And he places it on the table facing M. It's mm. pointing to him. Mm. The lady's gun. What does it mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I see you found the symbol. No, found the symbol. symbol. I haven't interpreted it. <laughs> That's got to mean something, it's hasn't got it? To me, you've got to Is admit it it. it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, the gun is his dick, right? <laughs> Michael, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and guns are interchangeable with dicks in all circumstances throughout the film and all films. Um, <laughs> And it was like he was having it taken away from him, so it was at least like sticking it in his <laughs> face. <laughs> I think there's a reason they later have him saying, I'm feeling Italian and musical. <laughs> <laughs> that means something as well. Yeah. Tell me, did nobody just says, I'm feeling Italian and musical? <laughs> I don't know, I said that last night. <laughs> <laughs> I say it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start seeing it all the time. I love it. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Also, her offering him a Chinese dinner, a home-cooked Chinese dinner. I'm hungry. Let's go out and eat. I'll make your Chinese dinner here. No. I'm feeling Italian and musical. Let's go to the Blue Mountain Grill. I'd rather stay here. It's more fun. Alone. 
What was that about? That was- I was very tempted by that. I'd definitely have been like, yeah, I've got, I've got a bit longer. <laughs> Go on then. <laughs> what are you making me? <laughs> <laughs> this is why you aren't allowed to join the Secret Service. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> you just, you'd get trapped in all these things. You'd be like, oh, yeah, great. Oh, oh, that sounds really good. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. You're just someone with honey under your nose and you're bumbling off. After <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Perhaps I could just stay for one course. <laughs> and then after that, I'll go and meet Christopher Robin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I mean, like he was deliberately killing time there, and he did it by again very, very aggressive sexual manoeuvres. Um, yeah, not cool, James. I mean, sort of not cool on her side because she was also doing the same thing. Mm. You know, she was oh, killing yeah, time. Playing, and she was trying to kill him, playing each other like bassoons, weren't they? But he knew that she was doing that, so it was a bit worse. You know, he went into that with his eyes open. She was deceived. Uh but she was deceiving him. Yeah, but he knew to. that she was deceiving him. Yeah, so that makes what he's doing better, right? No, she, that makes it she worse. Thought that, she thought she was deceiving an innocent. They're not on an even keel. Yeah, exactly. He's got information that she doesn't. What? So she wouldn't be doing that if if she had all the facts. But he has all the yeah. facts, and he's still doing that. Yeah, but he he knows that she's a, that she's a baddie, right? Yeah, he so he's, well, exactly. he's being played, so, so, so he can't have any sympathy for her after that. Then. That's his only thing. <laughs> <laughs> he's got no need to do that. She thinks she has to do it. She's she's under. She's being coerced into doing this. She's not being coerced into anything. Well, she's being a bit coerced by him because she didn't really have a choice. Like he basically <laughs> just rips her towel off. <laughs> yeah, he was, as you say, quite quite <laughs> forward with it. But no, I think the fact that he had discovered that she was a villain who was trying to sleep with him to... Oh, what's a villain? <laughs> <laughs> She's a woman trying to survive in a hostile patriarchal world. <laughs> <laughs> but again, she thought that he was completely innocent. No, she and thought she was that doing he was... He's the antagonist in her life. Whoa. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, he's a spy for the Empire. He's not innocent. <laughs> for the Empire, yeah. <laughs> um, hmm. Yeah, I, th- <laughs> I think if I, like, if I was considering sleeping with someone, mm. like, to get something, like, deliberately doing it for secret agent reasons, and then I discovered that they were up to no good... I wouldn't then think, oh, well, that means that it would be unfair for me to do this. Well, I think you should look at yourself then. <laughs> <laughs> Fair play. I think he's got all the facts, so he can consent. He knows exactly what it's doing. She doesn't have all the facts. Her consent is, is premised on a lie. Wow. That's so mixed up, though, right? Like, the only reason she's it's doing any of this is... a mixed up crazy world, Michael. <laughs> it is a mixed up crazy world. Except for Lola. Except for Lola. Who's Lola? It's a song by the Kinks. Okay. It's a muddled up, messed up, mixed up world. Except for Lola. La 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 Lola. Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't know the. Um. I don't know the verses in that one. (laughs) Well, interesting stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, overall, bigger picture. I think probably. 
we shouldn't just like randomly be sleeping with people to try and get information from them or to try and like delay them until our lackeys turn up or whatever. <laughs> yeah, Make a dinner true. though, that's that's a different matter. Mm. Mm. She'd probably have put sleeping drugs in it and that would have ruined it all. Yeah. Drugs for everyone. Oh. <laughs> Good end. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any other thoughts. No, me neither. Except bring back Quarrel. Yeah, justice for Quarrel. <laughs> justice the, for Quarrel. The full Quarrel cinematic universe <laughs> with the Honey Rider spin-off series. <laughs> oh, I, d- I did quite like Honey Rider. Yeah, I wanted to just I want a whole the whole film of her just collecting shells and selling them in Miami. Singing, collecting Singing. the shells. Yeah, it'd be a different song each episode. Oh, that's um, nice. Did we like the woman in the beginning? She wasn't very memorable. But she knew what she wanted. Yeah, I liked her. Too bad you have to go. Just as things were getting interesting. Yes. Tell me, Miss Trench, do you play any other games? I mean, uh, besides Chemin de Fer. Hmm, golf. Amongst other things. More afternoon, then? Tomorrow? Mm. And, uh, we could have dinner afterwards, perhaps? Sounds tempting. I was questioning what purpose she served. Is this the one in the casino? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, her that... only purpose was to be like, hey, James Bond. Yeah, with, <laughs> was fucked. that just to establish him as a womanizer? Because he yeah. then went and immediately so. felt up money, Penny. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think they, they both, I mean, they served some purpose in the film. They were like, particularly the woman in the casino was like a, gave us some cool, suave conversation and some, yeah, it sort of set up this whole uh, this whole world that they live in. But yeah, it, it cemented James Bond's character, didn't they? Didn't yeah. <laughs> also his extreme luck. And I stand by this. Like, yeah. like James Bond is not good at cards. He has no <laughs> skill at cards. He just gets lucky. And they, yes. like this is a big deal in Casino Royale. Where he just happens yeah. to get a pair of aces and it's like, oh yeah, you're so good at poker, aren't you? <laughs> I'm sure with Casino Royale they like got some poker experts in and been, went like, right, how can we show that he's great at poker? And they started talking about percentages and stuff and they were like, no, 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 make it simpler. How do you be good at poker? And they were like, well, just get a full house every time. <laughs> like, That'll do, right. And this is always the way, like, escaping from his cell, he picked the right direction every time, (laughs) magically. (laughs) The number of choices we saw, the chances of that were, like, yeah, less than a percent that he'd get it right first time. Yeah, Yeah, just (laughs) a lucky, lucky man. We didn't see what happened to double O's one, two, three, four, five, and six, did we? (laughs) Yeah. Any um, last thought, Fernando? Um, um, Do you think you'd make a good James Bond? <laughs> I think it would be a good James Bond, yes. Yeah, so maybe I should, <laughs> maybe I should apply should... for the next film. <laughs> oh, you should! Oh, that would be a different tone. <laughs> yeah, I can <laughs> see that. And a, wel- a welcome one. <laughs> yeah, a refreshing change. I think you'd be more on the Piers Brosnan spe- end of the spectrum, <laughs> which is good. I think that's good. Composed. It's Edris Elba Slightly next, whimsical. isn't it? Apparently he's too old. 
Well, I was thinking he was too old and that therefore he was fair choice. <laughs> well, they started that rumour like 15 years ago, right? That it was going to be Idris Elba. Yeah. I think he's missed his window. <laughs> oh, he'd have been good as well. He makes a very good suave detective. Were there four yeah. characters that we can cast ourselves as? Oh, obviously James Bond, Quarrel, Honey Rider, Doctor, Doctor No. no. Damn! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I think the only one of us cool That's enough fine. to be James Bond is... Fernando. Fernando. Yeah. yeah, Fernando, you're James oh, Bond. Oh, I wanted to be Honey so that... <laughs> Well, too bad. Oh, in fact, she's pretty cool as well. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I think you have to be both Fernando. Damn. <laughs> 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 she's going to make the boat seem a bit awkward. <laughs> I'll be scientist number five. <laughs> 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 Only in a hybrid, like protective suit, all the way through. I just get strangled so that he can have my costume. <laughs> yes. Uh, so much death, honestly. A lot of death. Only <laughs> because I had to. Is that another thing in Austin Powers as well? It's like nobody ever thinks of the henchmen. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole scene of the henchmen's family being like, "When's Dad coming back?" <laughs> 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 oh well should I play the music yeah I think so oh, I should have got a Bond theme lined up but I didn't think about that uh, in time so we can all just imagine what that would be like while I play our okay. usual uh... okay <laughs> Lovely. Lovely. Who's in the hat? Um, just two people left. I think it's just uh, just the girls. The girls. Close. The girls. Typical. The girls are just an afterthought. <laughs> yeah. You two last. Two macho films from the boys. James <laughs> Bond and... Oh, wait. We the poor. We the poor. <laughs> <laughs> well, come on then. Give us a, a nice girly film. One of you two. Mean okay. girls. Mean girls. <laughs> I'll count you in. Three, two, one. Rock. Oh, we're going to have to go for a second round. Oh. Three, two, one. Paper. Paper. <gasps> <gasps> wow. Is it three in a row? Three, two, one. Paper. Paper. Oh no! <laughs> you guys, <laughs> I'm so excited. We're, we're too evenly matched. <laughs> <laughs> do you both know which one? Do you know what films you're going to pick? Yeah, kind of. Okay, three, two, one. Rosers. Oh, ah, Laura's got it. Yeah. Um. Think. 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 I don't know. Are we ready? Like, who's who's ready? Who's ready? Who's what? ready? Is that the name of a film? No. <laughs> it's, I don't... I'm asking you all to choose if you're ready. The next film. I'm ready. I'm ready to choose. I'm ready. Well For then, what? <laughs> the next film will be oh. The Bounty. Yes! Oh. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> and you can't say fairer than that. The bounty. Oh. I misunderstood the question. I'm so, I'm so glad this one wasn't me. <laughs> it, it, oh. it, it, 1984. 1984. Mm. Amazing. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. I just think it's time. 
<laughs> oh, thank you so much, Laura. I can't wait. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs>